Stacy. I'm Will. And, and we're, we're the McCrays. We are here to present a case for marriage. The trials and triumphs. The good and the bad and the ups and the downs. We don't have it all together. We don't have all the answers and we definitely don't see eye to eye. <laughs> Say that again. But marriage is still popping. It's still a thing and has a purpose. We're definitely still learning, but we pray that our honest conversations inspire you to pursue marriage and to continue to fight for your marriage. All right, so today we're going to be talking about how we met and then our reasons for getting married. Um, do you want to tell that story first? Or I guess we're probably going to have maybe slightly different versions. I'll let you tell that story. I feel like it paints me in a great light. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll tell my side, and then if I get any of the facts wrong... I will definitely interject. Thank you. Okay, so I do remember... I remember exactly what I had on this this night, too. And you did. You talked about me for what I wore. Anyway, let me the just... The shoes were awful. Let me, get, let me get right into the story. Okay, so this was... Shoes were awful. This was close to where I was, like, wrapping up college, so I can't believe how long we've known each other. I remember I was about 23, so super young at this point um and we were going out for my friend nina's birthday hey nina it was her birthday and so we were going out in addison to this club called club sting (laughs) um i remember that i hadn't been out in a while because it just wasn't really my thing anymore at that point um but i was excited to celebrate my friend's birthday so there was us and a couple of girls and i remember seeing Will with uh, some of his friends, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, he's cute. Shout out to them SMU boys, man. Okay, I need you to stay focused. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, he's cute. And mind you, I don't advocate drinking, but I was a little tipsy. So I was much more confident than I normally would be, and I had never, ever in my life ever approached a man. Like, so it was definitely just an off thing for me, but. I remember like not even talking to him. I just kind of went up to him and rubbed his head. I thought he was bald, which he wasn't at the time, but I was like, oh, I like his low haircut, his bald head. I was like, so I went and rubbed his head. I remember doing that. Um, and then I don't remember much after that, except for like when we were leaving the club, my friends and I, and then Will and his friends, we were all kind of leaving at the same time somehow. I don't remember how that happened, but we were all walking out, and I remember walking next to Will, and we were just talking, and I feel like the conversation was pretty easy and natural. Um, and so we were, like, talking about, like, getting into some, like, pretty deep stuff in our first conversation, and then we made it to the car, and I was like, dang, he didn't even ask me for my number. Facts. I was Facts. like... He, he missing out, you know? So shout out again to my friend, uh, Melanie, <laughs> um, who was very outspoken at the time. And she was like, all this talking, you ain't finna get the number? And he was like, basically it was kind of like, oh, okay, my bad. And then he came and got my number. So I don't know what, why didn't you... Why didn't you get my number on your own accord? Like, why did it take intervention from my friend for you to get my number? I have questions. I don't know. It was a long time ago, so I actually do not remember. Uh, But I I probably had been drinking and was just like, ah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Probably to be honest. So the good thing was he walked over and he was like, okay, yeah, let me get your number. 
Um, We've talked then, pretty much every day since then. So. Yeah, that's that's real cute. Um, so we talked, yeah, we talked every day pretty much after that. Like first it was like basically kind of like texts, but I feel like <laughs> this is kind of similar to some of the things that go on in our marriage from the beginning. I felt like I was the one who was like, okay, you've been texting me for like, a week now I was like um are you ever gonna actually call me so then he called me and I was like okay and then I was like are we actually gonna go on a date (laughs) so then we went on our first date um and yeah I just remember us talking every single day um and just the conversations being super easy and enjoyable and we were we were doing that thing to where like you fall asleep on the phone kind of thing facts um, so definitely was falling pretty hard. You know. <laughs> so anyway, so did I get that right as far as how we I, met or was there any details? No, I think that you was very different. I think you said it the, the way it happened. Um, I can't think of anything crazy. Melanie was way more aggressive than, <laughs> so we can't get that number. Uh, she kind of yelled it cause I had, I, I had already walked off a little ways. I so guess. she was way more aggressive than, um something that simple it was kind of it was a little interesting but it's true yeah forever grateful for melanie and she actually came back and kind of um hosted or organized and managed our wedding day to make sure everything went off smoothly so kind of came again, full really, circle once again really aggressive in her <laughs> uh her managing of things and she was definitely the right person for that let me tell you because i didn't have to worry about anything so um, yeah, that's how we met. I, I will say that it kind of makes me think about the fact that too, we took a long time for almost everything. It felt like at the time, like I said, like you was texting me, I'm like, okay, when are you going to call? And it was like, when are we going to go on a date? And then we kind of got into that whole conversation of where it was like, okay, I've been, we've been talking for like three, four months now. And at the time I remember I wasn't looking for a serious relationship, but like once you start getting feelings involved, it's hard not to start thinking about that. Um, for me, it was, and so I was kind of bringing it up um, rather frequently, and just be like, "When are we going to be together?" And I knew that at the time you weren't really interested in a relationship, so there was definitely like some questions in the back of my mind sometimes, like, "Oh, what is his commitment level? Like, does he really love me?" And I remember even times where I had got so frustrated, probably like maybe seven or eight months in, and I was just like, "Okay." dude like we've been talking for a long time and he still is not trying to be like boyfriend girlfriend so I remember I just texted him I had had it I was like I'm done I'm not doing this and then you dropped that I love you bomb on me and like we had never said I love you before and I was like dang it he got me stuck for a couple more months I was like I feel like you did that on purpose that was strategic I don't I'm honestly confused about what we're talking about now because um seven to eight months that is that did not happen that fast. When did you say I love you? It was a, it, it was, was before we were together. Yeah, but it was well after a year. It was not seven eight months. I didn't I didn't say that. I don't drop. You didn't say that after seven or eight months. I don't think. Maybe so. Maybe it was like a year. Yeah, it could have been a year. Okay. But I had just got out of um, relationships, and I mean, I I always want to say I made it very clear when we first started talking that I wasn't going to just jump back into any relationships because I wasn't with that. I had already been with somebody since I had graduated high school and then we had recently broken up and stuff like that. And it was just too much going on to try to jump back into a relationship and try to be someone's everything and stuff. We were having great conversations fall, you know, fall asleep on the phone and everything like that. But it was just way too much at the time for me to try to commit myself to trying to be with like 
focus and give somebody all that attention after it already didn't work out for me after doing it for all those years. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing that we were to be that close and to be like on the phone all the time with each other and mm-hmm. spending all that time together and not be together. So it was definitely kind of different for me, but um, I had never felt that way about someone before to where I like wanted to be around them that much. And like historically for me, when it came to dating, I usually get bored pretty quickly like just with the individual and I think and part of it I too I think it's because I was young and I just like that excitement part of it where you know you first start talking to someone or you first start dating someone and it's like the feelings are really strong and it's really exciting and fun um, and your heart flutters and um, but I remember with him that didn't fade after a few months or a year it was just always there and I was like I knew that that was something special like I was like that's not something that just happens um, and so that's part of the reason why I kept sticking it out and it wasn't doing the whole ultimatums at this point or anything like that because I was like this is too special for me to let go because of a title um and you know you hear you had I remember having like certain people like people that were close to me like just being concerned you know like hey what's going on like he's playing around with you and blah 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 and I'm like it was hard not to let that get into my head because I was like maybe they're right I haven't always made the best decisions when it comes to dating like is he playing me like Is he just stringing me along type of thing? But like I said, like there was always just like this really deep sense of feeling so connected and I didn't want to let that go. And I felt strongly to hold on to it. Um, People would ask me that were in similar situations. I remember they're like, oh, this guy, I've been dating him for however long. And, you know, you and Will end up working out even though y'all weren't together for a long time. And I'm always like, "Uh, don't follow what we did. Like, don't trust that that's what's going to happen to you. But Um, It ended up working out for us. And I remember, I think maybe it was like a year and a half after we were dating or so. And maybe my timeline is off, but we finally were together. And I felt like even when we got together, it was like over an argument. You were just kind of like, dang, fine, we together now. (laughs) Like, that's not really romantic. (laughs) Probably something close to it. I think I probably remember it, but I'm probably more. It's probably more likely true than not because I'm not really a person who likes to feel like I get forced or yeah manipulated into doing anything. Um, Stacy talks about her friends; they were always interesting. Some of them would text my phone weird things uh, when they got like um, inebriated and things like that. Uh, tell me, like, how I don't is know. that relevant to the story? Because I'm just telling the story. I mean, we're telling the story. You might as well tell the story. You brought up your friends. Okay. Okay. Um, Tell me how like I'm gonna lose stuff and things like that. So those things were always interesting, but I just wanted to make sure that I was ready to take the next step in uh in our relationship, and I wasn't going to, you know, if I lost her, I didn't want to lose her, but if I lost her because it came down to an ultimatum, or she was like, it has to be done like this way, that wasn't gonna work for me. That's not that's not the way I operate at any time in life, and ever will. Okay, so. I left this kind of this part kind of out of the story, but when we met, I li- we lived in Dallas at the time, mm-hmm. and then he had graduated shortly after and moved back down south towards the Houston area. Yeah. So, um, I would think it was like maybe about oh, I want to say like six months after we met, I was I had already been kind of con- contemplating moving down to to Houston. Yeah, I'll take a guess why she was contemplating moving to Houston. Anyway, let me can I finish my part. I was going to move down to Houston and it wasn't just because of you. You were like a bonus, but I, two of my close friends lived there at the time. Um, they were my best friends at the time. And so 
I was kind of ready to, I felt like I was in a position for me personally. I was like, okay, I've, I've been going to college like 45 minutes away from my house. I wanted to kind of grow up, I felt like, and I wanted to be around my friends. And of course, Will was there too. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And one of my friends was really like, yeah, come do it. You can live with me. So I ended up moving in with one of my friends down there in Houston. And then that's how I got into Houston. And so that kind of, I think, helped our relationship be able to like see each other in person too more. Um, And that was at the point where we ended up actually getting together and I just, we just now moved back to Dallas like three and a half years ago. So I was down there for a while, started my career, all of that down there. Um, but we were, we ended up getting together and then it was kind of like I said, you know, similar to stuff that was, hap- had, that has happened in our relationship where I was kind of like, I kept bringing up the marriage conversation and um, I've always wanted to get married and it kind of goes into a little bit about why I wanted to get married. I feel like there's always... In our generation, we kind of had that societal um, highlighting of marriage to make it seem like magical and just romantic and all of that. And I wanted a committed relationship. So that was some of it. But it was also, I remember getting to a point where I was like, I know this is my person. Like, I have no doubts. And I felt like at that time, I was like, I'm getting older. Like, I was in my late 20s. I was like, I want to have babies. I want to do this. Um, the godly way I want us to actually get married before we start having children and all that. And I don't want us to keep living together and not be married. Um, and so I remember kept, I kept bringing it up and I don't really remember it turning into a bunch of arguments or anything like that, but it wasn't, it was never like a comfortable conversation. And I, I kind of felt like I wasn't really sure where his head was at. And so then I kind of, then I started kind of going down this thought pattern of, is this person again, like not committed? Am I wasting my time? Like, should I stay with someone who I'm hoping and they say they're going to marry me, but you know, you see all those relationships where where the girl gets stuck and she ended up wasting years on this dude. So I didn't want that to be me. So there was like some fear and anxiety going on. Um, And I remember getting to a point too, closer to when he proposed, right? I remember coming, not like an ultimatum to him, but I basically remember saying like, I'm not going to keep waiting. So, you know, you got to make a move here. Were you going to say something? No, I just don't remember that conversation. You don't remember that conversation? Oh, I do. Um, (laughs) And then later that year, um, he ended up proposing at my parents' house. Um, As I remember my mom, we had just actually left the wedding of my friend who we went to, we went out for her birthday with, which is the friend where I met. Uh, the reason why I met Will. So we we actually went to her wedding and then came home. And I remember that's when he proposed. Um, He had asked my dad that morning earlier. Um, And I could just, I just remember my parents being so excited. And that meant so much to me that he chose to do that in front of them. I think he knows how much I value my mom and dad and how close they are to my heart. And so that was something that was really special. And I loved the way that he did that. I didn't need any big production, but the two people that meant the most to me at the time were there. And so I thought that that was really special. And then a few months later, we actually got married in my dad's and mom's living room. My dad's a minister. So he married us in my dad and mom's living room. And one of the reasons for that is because, for one, we wanted to just – we didn't want to wait until the actual wedding. We wanted to get married. And we, we were living together, and we wanted to do things the right way. Like we had started going to marriage classes at church and – and so we did like, let's just do it. And then we had our wedding later that year, that next year in March. 
Is that how you remember it? Um, I say for the most part, you got a lot of it right, but I mean, I don't need to get into the details. That's what we here for. <laughs> no, I just feel like it's sometimes it's better just to leave certain things alone. That's one of the things that's not really a big deal. Um, um, I always knew Stacy was more than likely. I'm not gonna because you never know 100 percent for anything. I know 100 percent now because she's my wife. Right. But um, I always knew more than likely she was my person. But I just had hesitation about <clears throat> certain things as it relates to relationships because, like I said, I had previously got out of a relationship with a person for a long time who I would have, if you said, like, I wasn't going to end up with that person, I probably would be like, yeah, all right. But, um, and then I also grew up with uh, parents. My parents who raised me were not married, but I knew they loved each other and they took care of each other, and that was the most important thing. I never really saw this. I never really saw this vision like I had to get married. Like it was never a thing where I felt like I had to get married. I knew a lot of married folks. They all did great things, had great families and everything like that. But I just didn't feel like it was necessary for me to do because, you know, I'm living with you. I'm supporting you and everything like that. So I didn't feel like it was necessary to do that. But as you start, <clears throat> you start uh, analyzing things and you try to be a, a godly man and things like that and also I know people don't like to say this, but you also have to do right by your person. Like, um, as a man, at some point in time, you you have to almost do like Christ did. You have to die to yourself, and you need to focus on what the bigger goal is. So, like, my selfish desires of saying, like, I can make this work, and I think I probably could have, I think I honestly could have had Stacey stick around, even though she probably wouldn't get exactly what she wanted in a marriage. I think I could have made it work. And use my my uh, I hate to say this, but my slickness to try to keep it going. Your manipulation. Yeah, you know every <laughs> everybody has gifts. Um, I think I could have used it and, and kept her around. I think she, I think eventually she could have let it go. But you know, you need to honor your person, do right by your person. You also want your marriage to be blessed if you believe that um, God blesses marriage, which I do, and I believe God blesses. I believe His word is uh, truthful when He says that. If you, you know, you marry, you're going to get blessed as a man. That's when you receive favor from him. Since I married her, I can't say I never, I didn't receive my favor because I did. I mean, I have her, my family were stable and things like that. It's things that we, we grow, go through an experience that reminds me of my parents' love and that, um, you know, that you, the person's going to stick around through thick and thin, not none of that, this new age stuff. So, and then I had a, my best friend at the time. <clears throat> it's actually really funny. Um, he had told me, he's like, so what you waiting on? Because he's like, I, I don't know what you're going to do. He's like, you know, you're kind of different. <laughs> so, so he's like, I don't Hilarious. know what you're going to do. So he's like, you need to go ahead and lock that down. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that kick is the reason I did it, but right. you need people who know you to be like, hey, say, bro, you tripping. Like, you need to be a grown up. Like, stop being, a, like, really, it was like, stop being a boy. Because, like, I hate to always say this stuff, but that's what little boys do. Little boys play house and stuff like that. And if you out there have parents who not married and stuff like that, I'm not I'm not trying to or or I'm not disrespecting yeah, no. your household, your family or anything like that. I'm just saying from how from how me and my friends were talking and how I look at the Bible and I listened to a great sermon by Matt Chandler, who's a good pastor, and he was like, That's what boys do. He was like, You wanna do everything as a man, but be a man and get married. He was like, so you're a boy. And I was like, I'm not a boy. So I was a man. And so that also made me want to take that next step. Hmm, interesting. How did you know I was your person? I uh, just, we always vibe. We never really had a lot of, a lot of arguments and things like that. Like our discussion was generally good. I think the only time we had an argument was one time 
when you came down, I told you I wasn't going to come see you, but I ended up driving out that way at like 12 midnight. Yeah, you came anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was pretty, that probably was, uh, what did you ask me again? I just forgot. Just why you knew I was your person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what the, I forgot what I said already. You were saying about like how our conversations. Just yeah, died. our conversations, stuff like that. It. Prior to, and then my previous relationship, it was always so much drama. And like mm-hmm. when you don't have the drama, you have peace. And I mean, number one thing, you were actually, you were saved. And we used to have like biblical discussions. We still get into it about speaking in tongues. As a matter of fact, that's one of our, I think that's one of our earliest like discussions and arguments yeah, was about, about. Yeah, that's the only argument speaking I remember. in tongues because we was like, whoa, uh, chill out. Like we have, yeah. we have, we still have drastic different. It just shows how people of the same faith yeah. can have differing views or perspectives within that. But anyway, yeah, that, yeah, that was one of our few arguments. But um, and she she really looked out for me. Like she really would talk to me. Like she genuinely cared about like how my day was, how I was doing, how I was feeling. She would stay up on the phone with me and fall asleep. We would do that to each other. Like she genuinely cared, and she didn't have any any other motives but to be with me. She wasn't saying I'd be with Wilson. He do this. He do that. Then we this be here. Then it was no motives. It was just pure and genuine. And you, if you're out there, you know what pure and genuine looks like. And you know when you dated people, and you can tell like they have other motives or they feel like you need to live up to some kind of standard that they have. And it just wasn't any of that. It was just like a person who was like. Hey, I'm with you. You're my person. And uh, that's why we rocking out. Aw, thanks, babe. I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> I will I, just to speak on that. I knew you were my person because of several reasons. Um, some of the main ones were, like I said earlier, I never got bored. Like you kept me intrigued and you still keep me intrigued. How long have I known you since 2008? You still keep me intrigued years later. Oh, let me cut you off real quick. Oh, and God bless my wife in the correct areas. Like I'm not okay. gonna, um, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit up here in front and be like it's all spiritual and all that kind of stuff. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. God bless my wife in in the right areas. So that's another reason. Um. Yeah. So it, the other reason for me is the level of confidence. Like I need, I like a man's man. I like a confident man. Um. But also yet showing humility and like not confident to the point where your ego takes over and like you can never admit a wrong or you never acknowledge that you're not perfect like not to that level but just a certain presence of having that confidence piece is very very attractive to me um and then I feel like you know when you talk about a biblical um a biblical construct like if I'm going to be led by someone I want to be led by someone who is confident in themselves like I don't want to be led by someone who feels like they're wavering or they're they're always unsure of themselves like everybody has uncertainties and things like that but for the most part he's pretty confident and then um the fact that he loved God and we could talk about faith and more he grew up in the church but more way more importantly than that is that he actually has a relationship with God and then I could see how that um, directed a lot of the decisions he made and it directed even him getting married to me, even though he didn't grow up with that being the goal necessarily, or, you know, that wasn't what he saw. So I could just see how that impacted his life. And I knew that I wasn't going to be led by somebody who wouldn't be consulting God. Cause I'm like, if you're going to just rely solely on yourself, then we're likely going to have some problems because we're humans and we're flawed and we need help be outside of ourselves. <laughs> 
So that was a reason. And he's fine. I mean, that's why I went up to him at the beginning of this podcast. We just talked about it. Like I went up to him because I was like, he's fine. <laughs> I was like, so um, yeah, I like that. Um, And so those were really the main reasons too that I knew that you were my person, your confidence, your faith. You look fine. Um, and you're just very, very caring and consistent. <laughs> like a lot, I feel like a lot of men out there are not consistent. Like you are consistent. You are, you still do some of the same things you do. Like when we first met, like you could still call me all the time and I, I'm not a phone person. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, oh my God, but I just love that consistency. Like he's always trying to connect with me no matter what. And that's just a beautiful thing. And I also really love the relationship that you have with your mom. Um, and then getting to know your mom, um, I'm like, if someone like that raised this person, then this is going to be a pretty phenomenal human. So, um, lots of reasons, but those are the main ones that come to mind. And she's called me phenomenal, but I'm, I have my moments. So I'm going to put it like that. Oh, we all know that. My, but... my personality is, um, my personality is a little different. Um, so if you can deal with my personality, you probably, you probably a good person. Um, And we'll have to talk about that in another episode. I think it makes me think real quick about like how we have kind of rubbed off on each other in different ways that we've made each other better um, through through different characteristics or personality traits. So that'll that should be another episode, too, I think. Um, But anyways, yeah, that's how we met. And that's why we got married. And we're going to keep going and pushing in. We hope that as we continue to share our journey and our story that it continues to encourage you like we always say to keep pursuing marriage and to keep fighting for your marriage and not to give up on it